We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. And Jed. As we continue going through the books of the Bible with the big picture focus. This is COVID, Jed. Right here, post-COVID haircut, Jed. (laughs) Okay. It is haircut me. We are back together. We had to be apart after some travel things last week. But this week, where are we headed? We are going to the book of Galatians. Okay. We did Ephesians recently, so we'll just go back a book. We're going to Galatians. We actually did Colossians. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When did we do Ephesians? I don't know. Meanwhile, back at Galatians. (laughs) This is the problem when you do lots of things out of sequence. That's all Jed. All right. (laughs) Either way, we're in Galatians this week. We are. And I think Galatians has a very relevant message for us because um, you could call it Christ, question mark, or Christ plus, question mark. Is that like Disney plus, it's better? Not exactly, no. Oh. Um, in Galatians 1, okay, uh, in verse 6, he says, I marvel that you are so quickly removing yourself from the one who called you in the grace of Christ mm. unto a different gospel. I see what this gospel, what made this gospel different is it was not about the grace of Christ. It was about something different. Mm. It, that same phrase, if you'll look down at verse 15, read me verse 15 there. He says, But when he who had set me apart before I was born, and who called me by his grace... There you go. See, God called Paul by his grace. Hmm. The gospel to which Paul responded was the gospel of Christ and his redemptive work and God's grace. But okay. this, this changing of the gospel that some of these people were doing was not about that. Uh, The background of this is Acts 13 and 14, where Paul established the churches of Galatia. Okay. And Acts 15, where the the conference came to Mm -hmm. deal with this very issue that Galatians is dealing with. How about reading verse 1 there for us? Okay. Uh, Acts 15, verse 1. Some men came down from Judea to Antioch and were teaching the brothers... Unless you are circumcised according to the custom taught by Moses, you cannot be saved. All right. Now, see, when we talk about what is required in order to be saved, Mm -hmm. Paul said, well, I've been out there establishing churches in Galatia and Lystra, Derbe, Iconium, Antioch, Pisidia, and I taught them about Jesus and his death and resurrection and his commands, but I never made Jews out of them. I just made Christians out of them. And all they needed was Christ. I didn't tell any of them they had to be circumcised in order to be saved. Yeah. Now look down at verse, whatever that verse one five. is, verse 5. Okay, same chapter, verse Acts 5. Acts 15, yeah. Uh, then some of the believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees stood up and said, the Gentiles must be circumcised and required to obey the law of Moses. All right, notice those two bad words in there, must mm-hmm. and required. Yeah. 
One of the key words in the book of Galatia, Galatians, is a book pronounced, uh, uh, I can't talk, it's a word pronounced anagkadzo, which means to force or compel mm. or require. Okay. For example, in uh, Galatians 2, we read about when Paul went up to that Jerusalem conference mm -hmm. and Paul took a living example of a Gentile Christian with him, Titus. Mm. And here was Titus. No circumcision, no Jewish clothes with tassels. Yeah. Uh, he ate pork sandwiches and bacon. He was totally Gentile. He just screamed Gentile when he walked around. Paul mm. and Barnabas took him as, like you had a picture in your talk last Sunday, yeah. they took Titus as a living illustration yeah. of a Christian who is a Christian, but there's not a Jewish bone in his whole body. All right? Okay. And so... Um, this is the context back here. Now, if you look yeah. at Galatians chapter 2, starting at verse 3, he talks mm -hmm. about what happened with old Titus. He says, But even Titus, who was with me, was not forced to be circumcised, though he was a Greek. Keep going. Okay. Yet, because of false brothers secretly brought in, who slipped in to spy out our freedom that we have, that we have in Christ Jesus, so that they might bring us into slavery, to them we did not yield in submission even for a moment, so that the truth of the gospel might be preserved for you. So the truth of the gospel here in this passage is that you do not have to, to have Christ plus circumcision or Christ plus the mm. keeping of the law. You only have to have Christ and the apostles nor Paul forced or required Titus to be circumcised or live yeah. like a Jew. They said, you are a Christian and that's all you need to be. Yeah. Okay. Now we can see this for them back there. But I right. want to apply that to how that works with us. Okay. All right. Now go on in Galatians 2 over to verse uh, 11 through 14. This is where it gets a little touchy. Yeah. Uh, but when Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. For before certain men came James, he was came from James. Came from James. In other words, they came from Jerusalem, from the Jewish church. Mm-hmm. He was eating with the Gentiles, but when they came, he drew back and separated himself, fearing the circumcision party. And the rest of the Jews acted hypocritically among with, along with him, so that even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. But when I saw that their conduct was not in step with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas before them all, If you, though a Jew, live like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you force the Gentiles to live like a Jew? All right, and if you'll notice, how can you force mm -hmm. the Gentiles? And if you go back to chapter 2, verse 3, they did not force mm -hmm. Titus to be circumcised. Yeah. All right. Well, so not only can our teaching try to force people to do things that Jesus and the apostles has, haven't required, but our behavior can try to force mm -hmm. people to do things. Yeah. Uh, Peter was eating with those Gentiles. They were big buddies. He was saying hi to them and talking yeah. and putting his arm around them and everything yeah. was cool. But when these other people came from the Jewish church, mm -hmm. now see, those were Jewish Christians, not just Jews. Right, right. They came from the Jewish church. Well, the Jewish church expected you to be Christian, but also be Jewish in all mm. your traditions. Yeah. And so he realized that the political pressure was so strong that he got up mm -hmm. and wouldn't even eat with the Gentile brothers. So yeah. even though his words didn't say that he didn't accept them, yeah. his behavior said, I yeah. don't accept you. 
and even Barnabas. Right. What the a guy, great guy Barnabas was. He's been with Paul this whole time. Yeah, and, and, and he, he was taken away mm. by this political pressure. Yeah. So what do we, in our churches today, what unspoken, unwritten traditions of the church do mm. we have? And if you don't follow those traditions, we won't really associate with you. We won't really eat with you. And so oh, our yeah. behavior is not according to the truth of the gospel. Mm -hmm. All right, now one other passage later here in Galatians, in chapter 6, he uses this word force as well. Okay. Look at chapter 6 and verse uh, 12. Uh, Let's start with, yeah, verse 12. Okay. It is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh who would force you to be circumcised, and only in order that you may not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. All right, there's nothing wrong with people being circumcised. But when we require it, when we force people, when we say, if you don't do this, then you cannot be saved. Okay. You cannot be a Christian in fellowship with us. Yeah. Then we're preaching Christ plus. Mm. Now, Paul said he went out there to make Christians, not Jews. Right. Now, the way we can apply this to us today, you know, uh, you know, let's say that that we come out of a Jewish background and we become Christians. Well, we want everybody to be Christians, but we also want them to follow all of our traditions. Mm. In Romans, there was this same problem. Yeah. And in Romans fifteen seven, Paul said, you accept each other as Christ accepted you mm -hmm. to the glory of God. Yeah. So not Christ plus yeah. extra requirements. I was, I was talking with Dustin just the other day about this sort of concept. Of yeah. We see a lot of people that they'll reach a point where they're really struggling with their faith because they weren't converted to Christ. They were converted to some additional rule or outward sign that so, isn't in the Bible. Yeah, so in this case, it's like you were converted because, oh, you got circumcised. You're obviously part of the team now. Mm -hmm. And we would be like, oh, you do, you know, you don't watch R-rated movies anymore. Yeah. You must be a Christian, you know. Yeah. Uh, those sort of things. And people really can grab hold of those because it's a little bit easier than this whole yeah, grace it, and Jesus thing. It could be any number of different things. But let's, let's bring it home to us. Yeah. Um, I have a Mongolian student, and we were in class the other day, and he grasped, was grasping this. And I said, so that means... Erdendaba, that when we make people Christians in Mongolia, we don't try to make them Americans mm -hmm. along with Christians. They yeah. don't have to do everything like Americans do. They just have to be Christians, not yeah. Christ plus. Or let's say that uh, we came out of Islam and we became a Christian. Well, we, we can't force everyone not to eat pork and every woman to wear the Mm -hmm. whole covering on it because we came out of that. Yeah. If we if we are southern people and there's certain ways we do things in the south, we can't force Canadians or force people in Central America to do the things the same way that yeah. we do. Um, there are additions that we make to um, the gospel that are good things. For example, for these people, not working on Saturday or working on Saturday. If you want to rest on Saturday, that's great. No, no problem. Sure. But if I say, Jed, if you don't rest on Saturday, you can't be my brother in Christ. That's mm -hmm. a different matter. Yeah. If, if you want to wear little tassels on your garments, which I don't might look good on you, but if you want to do that, that's fine. Yeah. But you don't have to in order to be a Christian brother or sister. Right. We might say that there are certain good things. We may have 
study opportunities every day of the week. Mm. Some of them have become holy that God hasn't made holy. Yeah, which we've talked about in some other videos yeah, before. Yeah, and, and if we say, if you don't do that, you can't be faithful. Yeah. Well, that's Christ plus. That's not Christ. Yeah. And uh, maybe we have dress codes at church, and, you know, we've added those to God's Word. Or maybe we have certain versions of the Bible that we think people ought to read, and we require those if we're going to have any. That's, yeah. that's Christ plus. That's not... And I think your example of going into different countries is, is a pretty applicable one because we've seen that happen a lot. Like missionaries would go out and they would not teach Christ alone. It was kind of American Christianity. Yeah, Americanized Christ. And so it was like any sort of local expression of Christ seemed wrong and mm -hmm. was often downplayed and tried to push to the side, right. which we've seen problems with that in other countries since then. So it's how do we, I think the question comes to, how do we make sure we're comfortable with and trusting in the grace of Christ's calling? That's right. And, and in Galatians, there's, there's two concepts, uh, two words that are also used quite a bit, and those are received from mm -hmm. and passed down. Okay. Uh, the passed down word is the word paradosis, which means tradition, mm. passed down. Yeah. But a tradition is received from somebody. Mm. So if we received it from Christ and his apostles, then that's a must. Okay. But if we received it from grandma or uncle so-and-so or from our buddies or from the good old boys club in this church or that church and yeah. not from Christ, then it's not a requirement. It's a, it might be okay, but it's not a requirement. Right. I mean, having a table down front that has this do in, in remembrance of me carved <laughs> on it, that's fine. Yeah, not a problem. But it's not a requirement. Yeah. See? Uh, we could get into lots of things like this, but the book of Galatians is about being Christians only and requiring no more than God has required. Mm. One more verse out of Acts 15, and we'll wrap this up. This okay. is James's judgment there in verse, what is it, 19? Yeah. It says, It is my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. Do we make it more difficult mm. for people to be a Christian than Christ makes it for them to be a Christian? I think that's do a good question. Do we force or compel them to do things that Christ and his apostles have not commanded them to do? Mm. These can be good things. Mm -hmm. They can be things that it's fine if you do them. It's even helpful if you do them. Sure. But that's different than say things, saying things are required to mm. be a Christian. Yeah. So the book of Galatians is about the promise of Abraham to bless all nations in Christ. And we sing the old song, In Christ Alone, My Hope is Found. Yeah. Be sure out there, if you read the book of Galatians, that you're not preaching Christ plus. Because mm. that's not a good thing, yeah. according and, to the book of Galatians. And I like that we drew out the issue with Peter, you know, withdrawing, because sometimes we go, well, I'm not saying that. Yeah, but you're acting like that. So it's not just the things we say. We also also have to be mindful of the way we act. Yeah, if I won't speak to someone or greet someone or go over and stand by them and talk with them because they do something differently than I do, even though there's no biblical injunction there, yeah. then I'm just as wrong as Peter was. Mm. Okay, so there we go. Galatians. Christ alone sort of thing. There you go. Okay. So hopefully this helps. And as we always say, if you want to continue this conversation with us, you know, comment down below and wherever you're watching it, Facebook, YouTube, 
send us an email to keep talking. We are always responding. We responded to a couple of them this morning. So we want to continue these conversations and we hope that these are helpful and beneficial to you. And one other thing that might help with your hashtags and we'll say bye to them. Okay. You know that Deuteronomy 4.2, you shall not add unto, you shall not subtract. We're really good about not subtracting from, but man, do we add. Okay. Sayonara. See ya. Happy trails. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.